Hey everyone, Dan here from Podcast Corner. So in today's episode of Freedom Road Family and Friends, we have Winnie and Victoria from Hull's Youth Parliament. So check it out. Hi everyone, I'm Victoria. Hi, I'm Winnie. And we're part of Hull Young People's Parliament, part of UK Youth Council. Youth Council, so do you like to explain what that is? Yeah, so basically Youth Council and Youth Parliament are people who try to um, shed light on what young people are feeling today. So, for example, a lot of young people might be feeling issues on homelessness. So um, a lot of like youth reps, which we call youth representatives, um, will take the feedback and then we'll try and campaign to help those issues. So, yeah, that's what we usually do. We usually do it in forms of things like Make Your Mark, which is the biggest consultation for young people. Um, And we, you know, try and get every young person's views in whole about what they find um, um, pressing a pressing issue um, and we try to campaign against it and try to find some you know um, ways to alleviate the pressure or to kind of get rid of the whole issue uh, at all so yeah that's what we really do yeah yeah and one of the issues that actually came from making mark this year we had many issues and um, that came from national ballots because all of the votes are connected into sort of one pile, I guess, for all across the UK because it comes together from England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland and had many issues nationally. But one of the main ones, I believe, was it locally? Yes. Um, was domestic abuse, which is actually what we're here to talk about today. Yeah, so recently the Euros happened um, and there was this shocking statistic that was going around Instagram, which was talking about how during the Euros, um, England, um, when England loses, it increases by... 38%. And then when England win or draw, it increases by 26 26%. So rates of domestic abuse go up during the Euros as it is. But, I mean, it's shocking the fact that when England either win or draw, it increases by 26%. And then that increases by a further 12% from that original statistic when England lose. I think that's quite, you know, a shocking fact. Yeah, so we were basically thinking, how can we try and bring awareness to this? Um, And how can we try to make people think about domestic violence and domestic abuse in different ways? Because many people um, in certain contexts think that it just like you can't really see the signs um early and you can't um see what will happen but if we catch the signs earlier then we'll be able to stop it which can reduce down that statistic so um we worked with whole young people saying no um and they are like a really good um organization in hall talking about how um domestic violence and domestic abuse are contributed in uh, you uh, are in whole <laughs> and um what we were talking about is basically the root causes of it and i think that's what we're here to talk about today as well mainly yeah so i believe it was last november um the white ribbon campaign actually came to one of our virtual parliaments and spoke about sort of the root of domestic abuse where it comes from 
um, and really what it sort of what it sort of stems from because you know it can it sort of I say suppose stem from early childhood. Mm. So do you like to talk about that a bit? Yeah. So one thing that they definitely did talk about is what defines because before we get into this. Um, I want to reiterate that it doesn't just happen to women, it can also happen to men. Um, however, like the percentages are significantly high for men attacking women. So I'm going to be talking about what masculinity is, but also know that this can also contribute to femininity and toxic femininity. But I'm just talking about the majority percentage here, which is that men usually perpetuate domestic violence and abuse. Um, so sorry, sorry for the side note. But I just didn't want to make people think that only men um, abuse women because women can get abused. Uh, women can abuse men too. But we're just talking about masculinity in this sense. But um, basically, we're talking about how what defines masculinity um, because there has been a lot of stereotypes in the beginning to think that masculinity is, you know, what is it like, um, stoic, you yeah. show emotion, your rough on the edge you don't you don't um kind of talk about your feelings and emotions and especially in society the only way to really express emotions for men is through violence or through anger yeah um through just talking about their like experiences and talking about how they feel it just feels much more um like they they, they feel it's like they can't do stigmatized it stigmatized almost yeah like it's very stigmatized yeah. like and, and when we actually gathered feedback during our parliament last year you know, because we asked people what sort of defined masculinity and we were getting words back like stoic and, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've heard the phrase boys don't cry and which that's just sort of a sign of to toxic masculinity. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very harmful for these stereotypes because it's a thing of, well, boys can cry and boys can show emotion because, you know, I mean, everyone can. Like, it's a thing of everyone can show emotion. It doesn't, you know, matter what, sex you are you know it shouldn't define whether you can show emotion or not exactly because um many people try to put emotions into this category of masculine emotions or feminine emotions but then these emotions are just emotions they're not inherently masculine or they're not inherently feminine and if we took time to you know maybe talk and listen to other people and hear how they're saying without having these prejudices on how they should be expressing their emotion um this could contribute to so many different things and help so many young men in so many different ways um like for example if um like a father um, sees their son crying and instead of saying hi are you okay what's going on you say why are you crying man up um go go and sort yourself out and then come back because it teaches them from a significantly young age to not express their emotions in a healthy way when really they should be talking to the people around them and trying to th sort through their emotions rather than putting it through anger or violence yeah and i mean it also can come down to sort of an environment a child is raised in because if children are raised in an environment where all they know is violence then that's more likely to come out when they're an adult that all they know is violence i mean obviously it doesn't happen with everyone who is in that situation but it can happen it's just sort of that thing of you know it it can be harmful exactly and it's kind of that thing where we need to kind of 
talk to especially like young men um and the new generation and kind of tell them to feel how they want to feel and to express it in a healthy way whether that be through um talking out with people whether it be through doing it through some arts and crafts whether it be through like anything that's healthy and is not affecting you or anybody else i think it should be greatly encouraged rather than anger and violence because when it comes to anger and violence and they've been taught that that's all you'll ever be able to express your emotions, they'll begin to have resentment. There there will be some resentment there. Um, and I think we just need to make sure that a lot of young boys and a lot of young men and men in general, just to kind of be taught that it's okay to express these quote-unquote feminine um, yeah. emotions or to express it through a quote-unquote feminine way. Like you, Like boys can cry you know um and I think that should be greatly expressed more um yeah. but but now you're probably thinking why are we talking about masculinity in such a such it's so, so deeply and how does this contribute to football and how does this contribute to um the Euros which we'll segue into like so basically a lot of people who watch football England, we can't lie, England is a very patriotic, very strong-held community, which isn't, like, a bad thing. Like, I feel like everybody should be able to have pride in, like, where they live, if they want to. Um, But along with that, some people tend to take it too far. And that's what we've been seeing, especially with domestic violence during football. Um, Many people may feel devastated because of football and because of... England losing however because of the stereotypes that have been placed upon them they can't express it by talking to people so instead they resort immediately to violence and through anger and instead they'll try to attack people around them because they can't seem to you know coherently or health like do it through a healthy way so instead they'll look for the nearest person and they will, and frankly, abuse them, which is unfortunate, which is the unfortunate truth. And a lot of the time, it can be their partners or it can be um, people who they're in a relationship with. And it can great, like gratefully um, impact kind of like the relationship and the power dynamic there. Um, so yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, there is nothing wrong with being angry at something and it's just sort of the outlet of it that needs to be focused on because there's nothing wrong with being angry, there's nothing wrong with being upset but if your emotions are affecting the the people around you negatively and causing harm to the people around you, that's sort of when you need to sort of look at it and see, okay, this is causing harm to the people around me. How can I, you know, like share my emotions through an outlet that isn't hurting anyone sort of look for alternatives that are less harmful exactly and a lot of people usually think that domestic violence and domestic abuse has to be physical um but it doesn't have to be it can be verbal and verbally it can also be just as bad as physically because um many people instead of hitting someone um, they'll intend to revert to insults 
or hurtful kind of words to their partner or to anybody around them who they have like a deep relationship with because they think that that's more acceptable than being physical on someone, which isn't the case. Um, You can be angry about things and you can feel how you want to feel. Nobody's telling you how you should or shouldn't feel, but you definitely shouldn't make somebody feel bad or feel insanely hurt by your um kind of emotions um I think it should be healthy where you talk to if if it was so where somebody talks to their partner and be like listening like listen um I don't necessarily like I'm feeling angry because of this this and this um and I feel mad because of this this and this and kind of work through and shift through with that person and try to create a solution to how you can express it in a good way I think that's the best way to do it because when you assert um kind of this violence on someone there's too much of a power imbalance and that power imbalance can be very like dangerous um which is why I feel like you should definitely meet them level to level and be like how can we like sift through this if you Mm. Are very emotional when it comes to losing or winning in England, yeah. I think also um, sort of looking in schools as well, like looking for almost, not like early signs, but maybe keeping out and the language that people are using, the way that they're reacting to situations, whether they're resorting to violence a lot more frequently, just in general, so violence isn't, you know, a good outlook on like violence against other people and stuff it isn't a good outlook so it's sort of I think got to look in schools as well which is probably why it's actually come up on a young person's ballot like why it's come up so frequently is because a lot of people in a lot of people who are in schools are concerned about this and sort of need to look at whether like what we can do in schools and what we can do you know from young ages to sort of teach people healthier outlets for their emotions and healthier ways to deal with emotions like anger and you know being upset like teach them healthier outlets for it all and sort of try and act sooner so that it sort of it can reduce the rates in years to come exactly and that's why um for the people who are listening if you are in a place where you know that you won't get hurt or anything like that. Don't be afraid to call it out when you see it. A lot of people now think that when you call out these things, um, because it all starts as, sometimes it just starts as a little bit of misogyny and it starts off as sexism and then it grows because nobody stopped them and said, hey, this is not how you should view women or this is not how you should view violence you shouldn't view violence as a way to communicate you should view like violence is not the answer in any way shape or form when communicating to anybody who you love and care for or anybody full stop um and you should definitely call it out um and kind of start when when it happens kind of just stop it there and other for a lot of people they're afraid of this feeling like oh, I'm going to be called sensitive, people are not going to want to be around me. But you need to understand that, like, we all need to make sure that 
if we see something wrong and we can take care of it safely i express this safely because you don't want to be in a situation where it might be just you and then there's somebody who might be violent physically um you don't want to put yourself in like a dangerous situation but if you can like maybe just say like listen um i don't think you should be saying that like you shouldn't be saying that. i don't think you should be viewing women like that. Why do you view women like that? And kind of questioning even your friends, the people around you, just to kind of get them out of that mindset, which might lead them to a worse place, which can end up being domestic abuse and domestic violence. Um, so I think we should definitely, especially in schools, kind of hold people accountable to that. Um, and we should kind of stop this feeling of... Um, kind of like I'm not sure I'm not sure if this is just me <laughs> but um in a lot of um schools they can be sometimes men who will make women feel intimidated or who will be mean to women and then people will say that's because he likes you and that is a very very dangerous way to make people think that's how people express their love you should not i'm not the best at giving relationship advice but you should not um express your love through violence or through anger or through any negative emotion you should give it through different types of ways like words of affirmation um and things like that where you should make your the person that you like or the person that you're in a relationship with feel comfortable you shouldn't make them feel the opposite um and if you see any of the early signs of that, even in your friends when somebody's mean to them and then they're like, oh, it's because he loves me and things like that, you should stop it there and be like, listen, if they really loved you, would they really be doing this at this moment in time? Um, and that's definitely one question that a lot of people should hold in mind when this can happen because perhaps it can stop people from going through this um, pathway of feeling like, this is this is what they do because they love me because that's not love that's violence yeah. um yeah and like like we're saying domestic violence isn't just physical it can be mental as well it can be verbal and like like you were saying you know if, if a boy's means to a girl it means that he, he likes her well as as daft as it sounds you know i mean you were saying like it's not a healthy way as well and you know it could be down to just sort of that thing of emotions again and sort of having cause I mean I don't know if you've heard it but especially when I was younger so you know it's a thing of hearing thing of oh you got beat by a girl like for boys in my school it was embarrassing enough to be beaten at something but then being beaten by a girl it was this huge like embarrassing thing for this boy and it was just sort of that thing of just sort of you know having to be better than girls and having to always be better than girls because otherwise you'll be looked down upon them, like by other men. And it's just sort of, that's sort of very toxic as well. And it's, it's almost sad to see because it's a thing of, like you see um, boys who are, you know, more comfortable with their emotions and everything. Sometimes in schools you see them almost isolated from people because they're not fitting into that sort of stoic, you know, boys don't cry like mold or whatever it is i can't think of the right term mm. and it's just sort of you know it's it is worrying to see because i mean obviously because this has come up in a young person's ballot you know 
it has to have come from somewhere, you know. Yes, some people may just see an issue and think it's something interesting and, you know, like they want to see change made. But, you know, a lot of these people who would have voted might have seen it within schools. You might know people who have, you know, who've, you know, been abused. Some of these people may have been abused themselves or have seen family members. And it is very tragic to see. And, you know, we've got to sort of do our best to try and stop it and like stop it from when it's young because otherwise it'll just continue the cycle that has already been going on for well, long enough, to be fair. Exactly. And with a lot of people who experience um, domestic violence and domestic abuse and the perpetrators, a lot of the time they won't listen to women because, and this is for men, for male, um, male abusers only, well, not only, but yeah. Um, so what happen is that they'll only, they won't listen to women because of misogyny. And then what will happen is that many women will be saying, hey, this is not okay, this is not okay, and they won't listen. So then we all need to have a part to play to call this out. It cannot just be um, women to men being like, hey, you should stop this. You need to, it needs to be kind of like a collective thing where we all hold each other accountable when we see these behaviours um, and we try to rectify them. And we need to try and create a space where people can feel... Um, kind of like oh okay this is a mistake and this shouldn't be done at the early times and be like oh this is a mistake this shouldn't be done and then it should slowly be like oh okay I need to change this and a lot of the male friends should be there trying to like tell them to not do these things and to try and encourage it because a lot of the people who are in touch with their emotions a lot of the men who are in touch with their emotions in schools they would be labelled as, like, quote-unquote gay or they would be put into this um, stereotype where the only time a man can experience or um, express themselves in a quote-unquote feminine way is when they had to be gay. But it's these things where we need to stop normalising using these things, using gay as an insult. We need to stop normalising being violent and we need to stop normalising being angry and then expressing it through violent means um a lot of good things can come out of being angry like art like music like dancing there's so many different things that can come out of such a strong emotion but don't choose to express it and don't choose to 